I'm Dustin Harder, and this is Keep On Cooking. Hello and welcome to Keep On Cooking, the only podcast dedicated to plant-based cookbooks. I'm your host, Dustin Harder, and he's the aloe to my Vera, my husband and producer of the podcast, David Rossetti. How you doing, dear? It's me. It's me, aloe vera. Uh, Miss, please welcome to the stage, the Miss Aloe Vera. Miss Aloe Vera. Um, I don't think that really works. The amount of times huh? that I've had to put on aloe vera from getting a sunburn. Yeah, you do. You like walk into the sun after the winter, and suddenly you're like, ding. I'm the worst. I mean, Crispy like, critter flies fries you up. I, I'm closer to the cabinet's color right now. Currently, we are, you're saying we have white cabinets, and that's yes. I see. I Correct. see. Yes. Um. We just got a new little gadget yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, we've been we playing a, with. We got a nut milk maker. We did. Today. It's called a Mio Mat. A Mio Mat. Mio Mat. We've been looking at them uh, online and looking at reviews and considering this. And um, I reached out to Mio Mat, and so we partnered up together. I'm going to do a little reel and stuff for them on Instagram, and I, I think share a maybe a discount code with y'all uh, on Instagram. So keep yeah. a lookout for that on Vegan Roadie. But we made last night. We did a cashew milk. We yeah. did a creamer. We did a couple of things. We got real excited about it, and it and it was kind of crazy, like twelve minutes, and it's kind of done. Yeah, and I wonder what that because the, the other brand, of course, and I think the one people are most familiar with is the Nutter brand, N U T R. I wonder Never. how long that one takes. I think it's the. Is same. it a process like that? Yeah, I think it's it's minimal. Yeah, it just doesn't like. Well, I don't feel like twelve is minimal. Is the thing. I think so. Because I can whiz that up in my Vitamix in two minutes. But I think there's See something it's it like it does a little something and then like it's I'm not mad about it, it because I feel like there's so a like reason there's for the process. Yeah, 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 I feel like there's a reason for the process, but that's why I'm curious about Nutter what theirs is. But all said and done, you press a button, 12 minute process, it just you set it, forget it, come back, and then you have nut milk essentially. You don't have to strain it. There was a strainer and we strained it, but nothing stayed in the strainer. Like it was it was Silky smooth and delicious. Yep. It was so good. So you didn't need a strainer. That brand's called Mio Mat. There's a lot of great reviews on uh, Amazon for it, of course. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I, I think I have a. I can't remember if I have a discount code for it or what I have. But if you're interested in Nut Milk Maker, pay attention on Vegan Roadie or go scroll through. Maybe something was already posted. But and I and I also felt like the way it looked and like I don't know. I didn't think it would make as uh, enough nut milk. It would sure. Get, like, this much. Like, yeah. It was a good little like jar full yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So. well and a great way to use up you know if you have some nuts or seeds that are about to go to waste this is a way you cannot waste them is by making a nut milk which brings us to Wait, our segue yes brings us to our author this week uh he's been on the cook keep on cooking radar for quite some time and we're super excited to have max lamana on the podcast yeah and what's great about max uh is he's not only a fantastic chef um, it's all about delicious, uh, creative, and beautiful food. But he's also a huge advocate for reducing food waste, yes. which is our segue, uh, which is something <laughs> that we all really need help with and we need to look at. If you have to say it's a segue, is it a segue? It's a segue. <laughs> Uh, well, a couple of years ago, David and I started looking into composting here in Atlanta. So while we're talking about food waste right now, we'll bring this up. And it's hard for us because we have a condo. We've, we've got no garden space or anything like that to use the compost. So composting in our home seemed very difficult um, and out of reach for us. But we did some research and we found a great company called Compost Now. Super simple. They drop a bucket at the door. We fill it with our food scraps. They pick it up a week later and that's it. I mean, that is that is really it. And it could not be easier. And then you can either have them. What's really cool is you can either have them drop off compost dirt right. and they come back for your garden, if we had a garden, um, once it's processed, uh, uh, and if you can use it however you want, or you can have just donate it. Right. So they have a list of farmers, different communities um, that you specifically kind of like donate to, like ours gets donated to the DeKalb County Schools. Yeah, you can pick from a list of all these people they have. And sometimes we go in there and we switch it up. Um, and I love this next part. I'm going to tell you so much. Every month, Compost Now sends me an email that provides me with an impact report. So everyone who's on Compost Now gets an impact report. So you can see how much you've composted in weight, uh, what that has been converted to in compost in terms of weight and how it's being used and also see how your composting has had a positive impact on the environment with data on waste diverted, methane diverted, and so much more. All these little uh, fun facts in there. You're able to see the data when you get a service like this. It's really great. Yeah. So 
cool to like be able to like see see it, yeah. yeah 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 like, it keeps you keeps you motivated and... of course like has me wanting to share this with everyone too yeah well and now why are we saying this well yes. we are very excited um to share that we uh decided to partner with compost now to offer listeners a 10 percent discount off your first three months that's right mm. uh so at compost now you can get 10 percent off with the code vegan roadie and i have to mention it's only available in select locations it's not nationwide just yet yeah yeah just yet but a uh, good chunk of the southeast so uh the triangle kind of north uh north carolina so Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, uh, Carborough, uh, Cary, Apex, and Morrisville, Asheville, North Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, and Charleston, South Carolina. So quite a few places out there right now. Places. If you're listening in one of those areas and you're interested in using Compost Now, you can go to compostnow.com. And when you sign up, you can use the code VEGANROADIE at check it, checkout for 10% off your first three months. That's V-E-G-A-N-R-O-A-D-I-E. We'll put the link in the show notes so you can easily grab that offer this will give you 10 percent off your first three months so you can give it a shot thanks for the inspiration max yeah really, thanks he's max the reason. yeah uh, and of course compost now um but let's uh, learn about more about our guest max is an award-winning author low-waste chef and digital creator who has captivated an audience of over 1.2 million uh, followers across his social media platforms. Yes, Max takes a casual approach to creating simple, affordable dishes that use as much of an each ingredient as possible. His viral, easy-to-follow recipes videos have racked up over 1 billion views. You know, yesterday we made his butter tofu from there. Yes. And that's one that's, uh, it's in the new book, but it, he put it in there because it was one of his most popular ones on the Instagram. And it was delicious. It was delicious. Very hearty. And yeah. So his debut cookbook, More Plants, Less Waste, was named Most Sustainable Cookbook at the 2020 Gourmand World Cookbook Awards. Uh, he's also been featured in publications including Vogue, Vice, and The Guardian, hosted uh, the BBC Earth series Regeneration Food, cooked live on BBC Saturday Kitchen, and was featured as a guest on BBC Breakfast talking about reducing food waste in the home. Uh, he also won a Digital Creator of the Year at the Fortnum and Mason Food and Drink Awards in uh, 2022. Max is crushing it. So many wonderful accomplishments, and I'm so happy to have him on. He makes use of every single piece of an ingredient. And listeners, of course you can compost. And you can also listen to Max' great advice here by using every bit of produce, produce for something edible because that's what he does. He's about to share it all with us on how he avoids waste with his highly anticipated second cookbook, You Can Cook This, Turn the 30 Most Commonly Wasted Foods into 135 Delicious Plant-Based Meals. Please welcome to the podcast, The Low Waste Warrior, Max Lamana. <laughs> He's an award-winning cookbook author, low-waste chef, digital creator, and as long as it's safe to eat and there isn't mold growing on it, he's going to show you how to cook it. Please welcome the one and only Max Lamana to the Keep On Cooking podcast. Thanks for being here, Max. Dustin, thank you so much. What a great introduction. Hey, as long my favorite thing in this book is as long as there's not mold growing on it. I'm like, <laughs> yes, then let's let's try and use it. That's great. We're going to dive in with your icebreaker question. If you could hang out with any cartoon character, who would you choose and why? Ooh. My my initial... It, I, whatever you're drinking looks lovely, by the way. Um, Basic green smoothie. Love it. Uh, I would... Is Batman a cartoon character? Yeah. Absolutely. I think I'd hit, definitely Batman. That's a great answer. That's a great yeah. answer. You're going to check out Gotham City and see all the things. Yeah. I um, love that. I, yeah. I, 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 he's... There's something mysterious about them. Yeah. They uh, they never seem to lose. They like get knocked down, but they get back up. Very true. Um, Very true. Are you into the long line of Batman movies? Do you keep up with all? Of them? I wa I watch them. I I'll go to the Batman movies. The okay. other superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you have 15 superheroes in one movie, that for me that is that's a lot. 
That's a lot that's of superhero lot. The story, action. The storylines that you have to follow and remember. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm the, right. um, the Batman movies, though, over the years just keep progressing and coming and coming. So, mm. I mean, that, yeah. I, I haven't kept up on them. I'm a, a, what was it? Michael Keaton back in the day, right? Like yeah. the original. Yeah. I shouldn't say the original because then there was the original before that. But the first like movie, Michael Keaton, I was into that. Uh, I'm sure I've watched some other ones since then. Mine, when I put this question down, I was like, I don't know what cartoon character. I picked Garfield. Because I was like, he's eating lasagna, he's chilling, he's complaining a lot. I feel like we might get along in that arena. Yeah, so it was nine perfect. lives. Yeah, he has nine lives, but it's really about the lasagna all said and done. Yeah. Uh, well, we're here to talk about your brand new book that just came out. You can cook this, turn the 30 most commonly wasted foods into 135 delicious plant-based meals. Now, this is a follow-up to your first book, the award-winning More Plants. Get it in the screen there, Less Waste. And we are giving, we're going to dive into the ins and outs of the new book. But before we get into the new book, can you tell us a bit about how you got here? When did cooking become part of your life? And was it always plant-based for you? Or when did that come into play? Great question. Uh, for me... I love food. I love cooking food. I love being around it. I love eating food. And Same. I didn't think it was going to be a a career, a, a choice uh, where it would it would take up my uh, morning, afternoon, and night. I didn't think you it was probably do wake that, so. up in the middle of the night, maybe even, and thinking well, about. I actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually woke up this morning at two thirty in the morning yep. and started thinking about food. Yeah, I, I like, get oh, it. Oh, what if I make? If I add, and I was like thinking of this like mac and cheese recipe that I was going to yeah. like test and experiment with. Um, Do you so, keep anything? Yeah. I have a whiteboard around my house, like a few whiteboards around my house and I'll write stuff down as I'm walking around sometimes. Do you keep like a notepad nice. by your bed or anything? You yeah. write anything? Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> notepad in my, my backpack. Uh, a note. I have like a note section in my on my yeah. laptop and I have a notepad near my bed. So constantly like, oh, that's an idea. I yep. have note like journals. And then I have notepads and there's just like, they just stack up and I, yeah. and I've kept some of them from when I was younger. So I can always go back and look at, at that. And, um, I used to be a runner and doing a lot okay. of triathlons. So I used to like log my miles and what did I eat today? So I can go back and look at what I ate. See, sure. And this kind of, kind of ties into that question you, 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 you asked, I, I wasn't always vegan. Um, food was always on the table. Uh, my father was the, the main cook in the family um, my mother cooked on weekends. Um, mm -hmm. I would wake up to the smell of sautéed onions and garlic on Wonderful. Saturday morning. Great. It was a beautiful smell because she'd make a tomato sauce that was cooking literally all day. She just slow cooked in this big, uh, you know, tin pot. This large yeah. one. You know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, you just, I'd, you know, grab a slice of bread or something and dip it into the sauce. Delicious. And just, yes. Yeah. Munch on that. Um, so food has always like played a part in my life. Like it's the one, the one single like red line through everything I've ever done. And my first job, I worked in a pizza restaurant where I was a doughboy working for uh, a pizza restaurant. We were, you know, slinging 300 pizzas a night yeah. and uh, it was a lot of fun, but I only, I didn't last that long because it was quite heavy and, and, and difficult. And yeah, the, ma the manager did not like me. I had, you know, I, I had my own problems with the with the management um being 16 years old and being like this is not how you should run a business and the reason <laughs> I, I like the reason i say this is because i grew up in restaurants i grew sure. up in a fast quick service uh fast food restaurant my father um had franchised a few subway uh mm -hmm. subway uh sandwich shops when i was a kid growing up so um yeah just constant having that like already yeah. in my mind but thinking yeah this is not how you should run your business um but yeah food has always been played a part of my life and so yeah, yeah i'm really grateful to to be continuing the path of uh food well it's kind of uh you started there and then it's full circle then but you talk about being an aspiring actor in la and new york and working in restaurants and seeing the food waste. So when we talk about the waste of it all, is that when you started realizing how big the, the waste was and how big throwaway culture was? I mean, all this work in restaurants has to be part yeah. of that. Yeah, definitely. I started noticing as soon as I, because I've done every single job in, a, in, in the restaurant from washing mm -hmm. dishes to managing cafes. The last job I worked, I was on the line, I was cooking and they said, okay, now we're going to julienne these carrots and we're gonna make these carrot sticks and remember the first it was one, one of the first tasks i had to do that and like peeling 
this burnt skin off aubergine or eggplants mm-hmm. and asking like, Oh, what do we, what do we do with the, the peels of the, of the carrots? What do we do with that? Cause I never peeled a carrot in my life. Yeah. I grew up just not peeling carrots. Uh, just give it a wash and a rinse and then it's yeah. just eat it. Um, yep. The same thing with like crust on my bread. I never cut the crust off my bread. Sure. Sure. Um, so I asked them, Oh, what do we do with this? And they're like, Oh, it just goes in the bin. And so that kind of like started me onto this, this path, this thinking of where, where does this, where does this go? Where, where does food, where is this food ending up? And yeah. living in New York city at the time, there's thousands of restaurants. Mm-hmm. And so thinking, okay, maybe all these other restaurants are doing the exact same thing and throwing yeah. away a lot of food. But Dustin, before I can start pointing my finger at anyone else, cause I learned, I learned when I was 16, not to, not to do that. Sure. Um, <laughs> I thought, well, I need to, I need to point that finger at myself and see what I'm doing in my own, in my own home, in my own, yeah. in my own kitchen. So, uh, I started thinking and, and, uh, trying to use up the food I already have mm-hmm. in my home before I can go off and tell anyone else, yeah. hey, you're doing this, yeah. you're doing this wrong. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. You say that though, because I'm thinking about all this work you've done in restaurants and then all the work you've done for yourself in your own home as well. Right. And now I'm seeing you on this book tour where if, if anyone's following your Instagram, they're seeing you're cooking at events, you're doing things. How is it when you walk into someone else's kitchen? Cause I know already that alone is like, you're in a foreign space. You're like, all right, I've got to figure this out. I've got this time crunch and I just don't know where a spatula is, but how are you navigating the waste aspect of that then? Oh my goodness. Um, I walk into it as calmly as calmly as I could <laughs> yeah. because they're like, you're, why aren't you? They, they always ask like, why are you not stressed? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think food, if I'm stressed and food, food is going to take on that stress. Yeah. Uh, anything I touch will like take on that, that stress. And so yeah. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to come into this calmly as possible. Um, and yet, yes to the, where's the spatula and where's the bins. Oh, and by the way, like the first question I always ask is like, do you, where's your food waste bin? And they're like, uh, over here. And most of the time they have it over, you know, they have it. And then sometimes they're like, oh, we, we, uh, um, yeah, just over here. Like they always, and they're always like kind of doing one of these, like they're covering their face and they're like, oh, I'm so, so like, there's so much plastic and there's so much this and there's so much that. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm yeah. not like the food waste police. I'm not coming here to give you a ticket or a fine. Um, you're fine. Like everyone yeah. has, everyone, everyone in this, like. I don't know if I want to call it a movement or in their own ways, like everyone has their own process of getting to sure. where they need to be. Sure. And for me, I, I had to go through that process myself and I'm continuing to learn how to use up ingredients to, yeah. to, to, to the max, uh, yeah. to the fullest. So, um, so have yeah, you I, I, or does that just happened now because maybe that's the no. third book using the ingredients to the max. Yeah. I'm just saying to, to the max. Yeah. We'll get that. And then we'll get you on, we'll get you on the cover that gives the, gives the, the, the sign, the sign off. No, I think uh, being going on tour right now, a lot of like local newspapers here in the UK are using yeah. this headline, like how to get the best out of your ingredients to the max. And uh, hey, yeah, I'm just, it's happening. I'm, I'm, it's happening already. There so, you go. Yeah. Well, do you find they are, I would imagine, first of all, they're like, okay, here comes the uh, waste police. But then perhaps maybe there's the other side too. You're there being an example and perhaps they're inspired. And maybe are some of them asking you questions like, hey, what are some best practices we can put forth? Oh, absolutely. That, Good. That happens, with, that, that, that happens without a doubt. And again, I... I, I I'm not here to point fingers or or tell people how they should run their kitchens because they're again it's their own process how they're going to do it. But yeah, um, I, I do sometimes work with restaurants or I come on and help them develop recipes in their restaurants or in their kitchens and working with brands to develop new products and yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's fun to like teach them how to use up food. Like it's for me, it's like a no brainer. We should yeah, be using up all sure. the food we have. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm curious. I ask all of my authors here, do you recall the first vegan cookbook you owned or one that you used the most when you first started cooking with plants? Yes, I do. The first book, and uh, it was quite expensive when I bought it. Uh, and it was my first book. It was Matthew Kenny's Plants? Planted? Plant? Yeah, that sounds about right. Green, it's like a green cover. Mm-hmm. has like a bit of texture to it. Yeah. Very beautiful, very beautiful uh, book. I don't think yeah. I've ever cooked anything from it. 
uh, a lot of it's a lengthy, lengthy process. Like soak these raw cashews food? for. Does it have a lot of yeah, raw? Food? Yeah, some of it. You know, like soak, it, sure. soak, soak the. So, you know, you're gonna make this cheese, and you gotta soak these yeah. cashews for. 30 days yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, not not really 30 days magic yeah. magic i get it um, but yeah i mean beautiful cookbook i think that started that got me thinking a little bit more about how creative i can be with the ingredients i have yeah yeah, yeah what yeah. was your first book do you remember yeah mine was uh chloe thanks for asking um mine was chloe coscarelli's uh oh no mine was uh alicia simpson's uh vegan comfort food i went down that Ooh. route right when i went oh. vegan right away i was like comfort food yeah. i need comfort food and that you know oh, yeah. did the trick i had the mac and cheese and all the stuff now all the things we're looking for we think we'll never have again but hey now easier than ever uh well let's get into this book you can cook this uh, I want to compliment you from the jump here on not overcomplicating the matter of being less wasteful. You talk often in here about not having a cluttered fridge, and even the pages of this book feel uncluttered with very practical and digestible tips for living a life with less waste and utilizing ingredients that might otherwise go in the trash. Can you give our listeners a little summary here of what you mentioned in the intro in terms of why you wrote this book and how this book works? Yeah. So... A little over two years ago, I had this idea of asking my audience which foods they throw away the most. Anything. The reason I came to Instagram or into social media in the first place was to transpire, or inspire, transform, and educate people on how to use the ingredients they already have in their fridge and their cupboards. So I had this idea of asking my audience which foods they were throwing away the most. So I started collecting that data and that information. And then about three or four months later... I had this idea of writing a book. I have all this information. I have everyone saying they're throwing away these ingredients. So after about two years of asking my audience, which was they threw away the most, I narrowed it down to 30 most commonly wasted ingredients mm-hmm. around, like in every household around the world. Um, I understand that some people may not throw away these certain ingredients, but I'm, these recipes are easy and simple and delicious enough for anyone to cook, whether you waste food or not. So yep. The chapters are designed per uh, by ingredient, and I call it, I call them hero ingredients, and I call them hero ingredients because um, I want people to 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 use them. So let's say you have potatoes, or there's a loaf of bread that you need to use, or cauliflower that you don't know what to do with, or a bag of leafy greens. You flip to that chapter of that ingredient, mm-hmm. and there will be roughly five to eight recipes per ingredient, and it's all together it's not spread out throughout the book so you're not flipping through the page going what do i do what do i do what do i do um they're all kind of uh back to back next to one another so it makes it easier for anyone to feel inspired feel that they can transform the way they cook and yeah that's yeah that's it in a nutshell the way you took the data too is so great because it's so practical then to really see what people are doing and how they feel about it and then actually put that into play to give people something they can utilize with that information so that's great uh, and in the kitchen, you give a practical approach less waste from making a list before shopping, cooking food you already have on hand before buying more, saving the leftovers and actually eating them, storing food <laughs> properly with an easy to follow guide on food storage and composting. Um, and for anyone just listening this, listening to this and they're sort of wondering where to start, what's a piece of advice you can give someone who wants to create less waste? Just an easy place to start, a, a starter tip. <laughs> Right. This is what I say all the time. Eat the food you already have. Yeah. Um, it's, it, I think it's, that's plain and simple. This is, yeah. this is how I think you earn money unless you, uh, were given, you know, um, I said this the other day in a, in a English, uh, interview, a dowry. I think those were, those were things in back in the day here in the, yes. in, the, yes. in England. Um, unless you were given like an inheritance, um, and you don't make money. You just have that inheritance. Everyone else is earning money. You have to earn money to then spend money on food to then waste that food. So it just doesn't yeah. make for me in my head. I'm like, I hate wasting money. Yeah. 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 I like, it's not for me. So I looked, I started looking in my own uh, ways that I was throwing, you know, throwing away, throwing away money and food was that. Um, so cook the food you already have. That's like yeah. the plain and simple uh, answer. Cook yeah. The food and that you perspective have. too, thinking about, just, I mean, if you're just throwing food in the trash, it's literally just toss your wallet in the trash. Then you might as well just go go that route, you know. In in the U.S., I think per household, 
$1,500 of edible untouched food is thrown away per year, $1,500. So what would you do? I mean, it's a rhetorical question or answer it if you want to. Yeah. What would you do with $1,500? Yeah, that's a great question. So I know there's a lot of things I would do. Right, exactly. (laughs) Man, I'd go on holiday, go on vacation. Exactly. Something or exactly something fun, something wonderful or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something wonderful. Exactly. So these are all like this, this, this idea of wasting, wasting less food and using up the ingredients we have and storing it properly is not this new, new idea. I'm not recreating the wheel here. This is things that our, our parents and our grandparents were, were doing long before we came into the picture. And it's just remembering that there are easy ways to store the, our food to get the best out of it, to prolong mm-hmm. the life, to extend the shelf life of our ingredients. I mean, the refrigerator is a new, new, new invention. It's less. I, I think it's maybe a hundred years old, maybe yeah. less than a hundred years old. Yeah. So uh, it's what were we doing before then? So right, right. We were using it up and not wasting those dollars. Uh, well, let's get into this book and chat some about the recipes, eh? Uh, you can cook this, turn the 30 most commonly wasted foods into 135 delicious plant-based meals. The first chapter focuses on root vegetables with carrots, parsnip, potato, and beet. I can tell you right now, I'm going to be making the loaded nachos and carrot cheese sauce. I already started this combo off with telling you my book was the comfort food book and I have everything I need for it. It features the carrot cheese sauce, the carrot nacho cheese sauce, the killer tofu ground beef, and a cashew sour cream recipe. You can find all these in the book, everybody. What's a favorite of yours from this chapter? From this chapter, the beetroot bucatini. The yes. Bucatini. Yeah. So, I love that. Oh, I love, I, there's something... Cause so I wrote um, you could roast them or you could uh, cook them in in boiling water and then you blend them with yep. sautéed onions and garlic and herb stems that we're often throwing away. You add some coconut milk or oat milk, nutritional yeast, and then you have this creamy ruby red yes. sauce. Yes, and there's something earthy about it, but also a little bit cheesy and creamy. So it's a nice way of using up beets. Um, and most people, you know the if I'm at the farmer's market, I often see uh, beets that have the leaves mm-hmm. attached to them. Sometimes they're removed. Sometimes I ask to keep them on because they're nutritious as well. And those can yeah. be cooked too and sauteed. So yeah, with the garlicky breadcrumbs on top and some yes. vegan vegan feta cheese, it's... That, that bucatini, bucatini pasta is one of my favorites. Oh. And then just using beets in a sauce, it gives you that vibrant sort of, like you said, mm. the ruby red, that sort of vibrant allure to it. It just mm. puts a little twist on a traditional pasta dish. And we've also got to mention the creamy leek and parsnip soup with parsnip peel chips, midweek mm. carrot and potato bake, carrots and beets with tahini balsamic vinaigrette. Carrot top pesto, utilizing carrot tops for a pesto sauce. And again, come through with that beet bucatini. And next we have the grains chapter, rice, mixed grains, pasta, and bread. What is a grain that you learned is the most commonly wasted and what is a recipe we can use it in? Oof, I'm trying to think back to <laughs> I tested over 300 recipes. I was going to say, or just book. give me give me a way oh. to use some grains we waste. Yeah. One of your yeah. favorite grain recipes in this chapter. I think what I think one of the my favorite is the I think it's pearl barley and apple tahini and roasted fennel salad. That's great. Um, I was I, I was in the kitchen. This is during lockdown that I was playing around with some ingredients and thinking I need. I, I see, I see fennel all the time in, in the kitchen or in the, yeah. in the supermarket. How do I use up the fennel? How do I use up this carrot or apple? And then I have some like leftover uh, grains that I have in the fridge. And I just thought I need to put this into toss it into a salad. So I was just thinking, how can I make, how can I use this up? And then thought maybe this hearty salad will be, will be the, the way to go. Sometimes we yeah. think salads, Salads are this like complex thing where you just have to throw in a bunch of different things and leaves that need to be in there. It doesn't need to be leaves. Mm-hmm. It could be a little bit and you can have some other other components of it like grains. Yeah. Yeah. And some prominent my, ingredients that are like satiating too. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. My, my wife says um, she's jealous because the UK here, they don't do great salads. That she anytime she comes to the US, she's like, the, the States do some really great salads. Interesting. Um, 
which is really interesting. I and I huh. come from a family. My mom, shout outs to mom. Um, shout, shout out to mom. She she makes some really great salads. We had like a okay. really small veg patch in the in our in our in the garden, so she would just like throw a bunch of leaves and. I mean that's her staple. She when we go to a, a family party, she's she's uh she's bringing a big bowl of salad greens and uh her her Come own. Come on homemade. now, mom. Yeah, yeah, that's do great. You have, do you have do you have a dish that you you often bring to when you go to a, a dinner party or? A I I mean I'm I'm usually if I'm invited to one I'm I I'm like what do you need and I end up cooking way more than I should. But I do love to do just like a straight up like kale Caesar salad, especially if I'm working with some non vegans and I just want to be like nice. here's kale I can actually make it delicious I promise. Uh, nice. And I go that route with it and I keep it pretty basic. But I do something like shiitake bacon on it and pomegranate seeds just so like it has some pop of color and a little bit of hardiness with it. So stuff like that, a little hemp parmesan, Simple. a little sprinkle on there. Uh, we have some other great things in this chapter. We got a zesty and herby summer orzo salad a what's in the fridge fried rice that's utilizing corn Mm. on the cob but you mentioned can be done with any veggie that is needing to be used up and it's pulled together with a peanut sesame lime sauce i need to make this Mm. tonight i'm into that peanut sesame lime sauce and bake sun-dried tomato rice with a golden pastry lid a lid is that something this stupid american doesn't understand I wouldn't call you stupid, Dustin. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call anyone that. Or unknowing, um, unknowing. Am, am I? Is that is this a, UK, a lid? Is that an, a UK item? When I was testing this recipe, I thought, well, what do I, what do I call this? What what, what else is that? What, well, it's a crust, put, right? It's a crust. Yeah, it's just okay, a, so it's, it's a, not. All right. No, I thought it was yeah. like some term in the UK, perhaps that they used for oh. maybe. Oh. Um, all right, it's know. a lid. Then it I, makes sense. A, I I called it. I mean, it, it it you gravitated towards it, and you're talking about it, so you must. I you love must it. Try it now. I knew it was crust. I knew that much, and I was like, but I wondered if it was something specific in the UK where perhaps there was like a pot pie with a lid. They called it a lid, and I didn't understand that. Maybe somebody did say to me, "That's <laughs> that's a." I didn't want to say top, like puff, you know, puff pastry top, and they're like, "It's a lid." You know, because we just laid it on top, yeah. and crinkled it around the corners, and yeah, and then you just crack into it. So it is like a pot pie, without it's saying it's a pot pie. Sure, um, but yeah, let's There's call there. it a lid. It let's call it a lid. Yeah, if yeah, you, you didn't can... get it there, you've made it up. Then, so I'm here for it. It's great. <laughs> let's roll with it. Yeah. Well, there's so much more in here from one one pot pantry pasta to curried couscous with sticky butternut and cilantro chutney and build your own bruschetta and brown butter and crispy sage mac and peas. This might be my favorite chapter. I mean, it's not shocking. It has bread and pasta in it, so I'm here for it. Uh, The next chapter is nightshades, tomato, eggplant, and pepper. Great recipes like one pan lasagna. Mm -hmm. Oh, this photo in here is so great. Uh, With lasagna made on the stovetop. Uh, speedy tomato fettuccine, one tray baked gnocchi, tomato salad, tofu whip, and garlicky crumbs, salted tomato grilled cheese, quick gazpacho, and charred eggplant and peanuts. Max, for someone just picking up this book and flipping to this chapter, say they have, and I brought this out of my fridge because I just came home. I was doing a, a culinary training in uh, California and I've been gone all week. This tomato is very sad. What do I do with it? What's a recipe I can use this tomato up in, in this uh, Ooh. chapter here? Oh, I mean, the, the one pan lasagna is my go-to. It's one pan. It yeah. doesn't get easier than that. Yeah. So one pan lasagna, you could whip that up. I, I would blend the tomato. I'd put it in a food processor and just blend it so it gets uh, a little bit more smooth for you. So to pour, pour into the, into the pan. The other one is uh, the one tray baked gnocchi. Um, so you can cube up and chop up the roughly chopped of the t- tomato to pop that in there as well. Right. Or like I said, the blend, blend the tomato, make a simple mm-hmm. tomato sauce. Perfect. Um, I love making s- simple tomato sauces. So the reason when I bring that up is because I said earlier, my mother would uh, make tomato sauce and it would take about eight hours for her to make this tomato sauce. And I just thought, mm, I don't think I have, I don't have eight hours. I don't have yeah. eight hours to do a tomato sauce. Um, and I'm not going to put that in this cookbook. And so I have a I have a recipe for an under 20 minute tomato sauce. Great. Um, so yeah, I think you, you just whip that up into a food processor, throw it into a pan with some olive oil, roasted garlic, salt, pepper, maybe some dried oregano. There you go. 
It's so funny. I was going through my fridge because I lit my my husband cooks, but it he doesn't. You know, I'm in the kitchen all the time, just doing all sorts of crazy things. And when I leave for a week, there's always some ingredients that I come home to, and I'm like, "Ooh, can I can I save this or what's happening here?" And this tomato. As I was getting ready to chat with you, I was in the fridge and I was like, "I'm gonna ask Max about this tomato right now because I got to take yeah. care of business." Uh, <laughs> the next chapter focuses on gourds and legumes, pumpkin, squash, cucumber, tofu, chickpeas, and beans. What's your favorite gourd? Oh my gourd! What's your favorite gourd to cook with? And tell us about one of the recipes you make in this yes. book with a gourd that you love. I like. We call here in the UK. We call it a courgette. Do you know what a courgette okay. is? I do not. Oh, it's a zucchini. Yeah, I didn't know what aubergine was when you said that. Yeah, yeah. good. Okay, I was like, oh, (laughs) oh, I'm sophisticated. I know. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I like the creamy courgette. Well, I call it's over here. It's creamy courgette. So creamy zucchini, lemon linguine. Try try to make a like little rhyme rhyme scheme with that. Delicious. So that is. I saw a couple of years ago, I think I saw Stanley Tucci on television talking about some zucchini dish he had in Italy where they like marinated or they, they squeezed the water out of uh, a zucchini for like 24 hours. Curse. And I thought, okay, again, I don't have the 24 hours. I, I want this to a be process. Yeah. Yeah. I, which I love. I love sure, sure. recipes that have a process, but, when I asked my audience online which recipes they want, because that was also the other uh, question I asked, most people said, I only have 30 minutes to cook a recipe. I only, I don't have that much time. Um, I have kids running around. Um, I have other things to do. I have an endless yeah. to do list. So let's keep yeah. it short. So um, this, I, I took inspiration from uh, Mr. Stanley Tucci um, and figured out that if I grate these um, zucchinis, squeeze out the water, cook them with olive oil and garlic and the lemon zest and the lemon juice and make it super creamy, super silky, throw some pasta in there. And now you have this creamy zucchini, lemon linguine pasta dish. It yes. sounds so good. I said I was going to make the nachos, but maybe I'm now gearing towards this. Make the nachos. Make <laughs> yeah, the nachos. I mean, make the, it all. The, make it all. One of the first yeah. dishes actually was the nachos I mean, when testing this book nachos are a win every time as far as i'm concerned you know every time i when i go to a restaurant though some there's a, a i'm not gonna say it a lot the name but there's a restaurant here where my husband and i've gone we've we've gotten the nachos vegan nachos and we're always like how do you it, it just comes out not so great every time we're like you just you just put the things on it and give me the chips and i'm gonna be happy i don't know what it is about it i maybe i gotta talk to them about their sauces on it or something because each time <laughs> we go to them and say do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> or taking a plate of nachos and be like, I just want to yeah. bring this in for you and your team. I want to, you guys to try these nachos. Uh, yes. Well, I'm, I'm going to ask you about two foods. I think a lot, a lot of people have who might be listening tofu and chickpeas. What's a tofu yeah. recipe a go-to for in this book and a chickpea recipe for you. Mm, tofu. My n- number one, I said, I said the nachos were my favorite uh, to- <laughs> to- tofu, butter chicken is Probably hands down my absolute favorite recipe. I've created breast. I've uh, this is actually a fan favorite. So there's a. I few was going to say. I feel the- like I read that in the header. Yeah. Your your followers yeah, love fan- this one too, right? Yeah. So I I I included about ten recipes from my Instagram. Great. In this book that I've done numbers of a number time ta- number of times on social media because people often ask me where's this recipe. Instagram sure. doesn't have that search engine option. Right. Excuse me for you to. Uh, find that recipe. And so I, I've done it a number of times and it, it, it circulates and it's it's had millions and millions of views. So I'm, I'm really grateful. Uh, so I wanted to put it in a book and, and tofu butter chicken. Tofu is pressed, remove the water, you add a little bit of cornstarch, it's, tor- it's ripped up into pieces, you bake it. So you have this crispy outer layer, soft mm-hmm. in the middle, soft and chewy in the middle. Yep. And it's cooked in a warm, creamy, comforting curry sauce which you have sauteed onions and garlic and ginger. You have your uh, aromatic, you have your spices, um, gets very fragrant and aromatics um, swirling around in the kitchen. Uh, the coconut cream that makes it very silky and creamy. Yeah. Uh, and then that's added to the, added to the sauce. S- simple. Yeah. And then you, have, is- you serve it with the rice or naan and then you're, you're good to go. 
I'm thrilled to have this recipe. I've been trying to yeah. uh, attack uh, butter chicken, butter tofu for a while. So uh, I'm I'm going to have to check this one out too. And what about chickpeas? A recipe for chickpeas. What do you got? What's your fave in here? Chickpeas. Mm. There's a couple. There's a couple for the chickpeas. And stop me at any point in time. The easy. <laughs> there's a, an easy, uh, easy chickpea and spinach curry. Okay. Um, kind of just going off the back of the tofu butter chicken, which I love. I wanted something that was a little bit more simple and easy for yeah. people to do. Minimal ingredients. I think people have this idea if whether you're somebody who's just trying to 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 start cooking, you know, yeah. this is your first, this is your first cookbook, or maybe this is your 50th cookbook, wherever you are in that spectrum. I want to make recipes that are easy and accessible and delicious for everyone, no matter where you are in that, in that, that process. So putting something together that has a few ingredients, that's still going to hit with flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be delicious every single time. Um, the aquafaba from the can of chickpeas, which mm-hmm. I mentioned, I think later on in the book, sorry if I'm jumping ahead, No, it's um, all right. but I use that aquafaba. This is, this is, you know, people are saying they're throwing away chickpeas. And I'm thinking you're also throwing away the aquafaba yeah. that's probably in the can of can of chickpeas or yeah. you're soaking the chickpeas themselves. So using up that aquafaba is a vital ingredient. I think it's so versatile um, from making a, a granola with aquafaba mm-hmm. to making cakes. So anywhere from like breakfast to, to dessert, you can, you can utilize aquafaba. And uh, I use, I have a hands down, probably the best pasta recipe that you'll ever make is using flour, aquafaba, and a pinch of turmeric to give it that little bit of that yellow, that yellow, like egg yolk. Ah, um, using that's it you to make, make pasta from scratch. Making pasta that's from great. scratch. I love that. Yeah. Love Are you Italian? No, no. I, yeah. I okay. eat like I am, but you know, yeah, that's great with the aquafaba. I hadn't thought about that yes. for pasta. That is that mm. recipe in this book to make the pasta from yes, scratch with the aquafaba? Yeah, hey! the, the mu- the mushroom, the mushroom ravioli and uh, asparagus tofu. So good. So good. Mm. Yeah, I saw you make, was that the ravioli you were making on Instagram the other day? Yes. You made, made like what, two, 200, 240 raviolis. <laughs> I told you my back, I should have sat down yeah. and ended this. I, I didn't think it was going to take four hours. I it know. took me four hours. I was making like, ravioli <laughs> from scratch. I was like, oh, he's going for it. I had to, I had to. I ended up getting a massage a couple of weeks later because my back was just in bits. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm complaining somebody who's worked in kitchens for 15 years. Um, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. It looked amazing. It looked delicious. And, and uh, you were cooking with love. You gave people what they came for. You gave them that ravioli from scratch. Uh, yeah. Our next chapter is leafy greens and cruciferous with cauliflower, broccoli, and herbs. I love from the jump. You're utilizing those. Good, good broccoli stems that people get rid of. People love to mm-hmm. waste those. You give us the smoky lentil and broccoli stem tacos. And uh, then this cauliflower ragu. What's a favorite recipe to make with cauliflower in here? This is, you had a favorite recipe, a couple or favorite chapter of uh, the pasta yeah, section and the bread pasta. section. Come on, come on. This is, this is my favorite chapter. Okay. So the, bro- the broccoli stem tacos, the cauliflower ragu, the uh, fridge green, the greens and feta tart soleil uh the fridge greens fusellini uh the herbs and stems uh pesto so i mean they all they all hit they're all great my gosh Um, listeners if you're not hungry or if you haven't bought this book yet even halfway through here uh i'm shocked because all this sounds so good yes max say it the the cauliflower wings the cauliflower wings come on i love that Oh, using so up, good. using up everything of the cauliflower, the leaves themselves. So you have like yeah. the pictures. I love the pictures for this one. There's a few. I think they show like three or four pictures for the the cauliflower wings in the book. Um, did you do the photos for this, or did someone else? I photograph? wish I was. I wish I was that talented. I I hear you. Uh, I no, hear you. no. Lizzie Liz, Lizzie Mason is the photographer, and I've worked oh. with her on a couple of projects already, and she is. There it is. There we go. Yeah. Gorgeous. She's great. She I, I love what she what she does and, and she's a great photographer. 
So good. It's it's mm. so fun to watch your food come to life then I'm sure when other photographers are working on it that that's uh it's one of my joys. I have a a good friend who's done my last two books and every time she sends me the photos I just get so excited. Mm. Uh you've got a baking sheet pesto pizza looks so yummy and the crispy kale udon noodles and peanut butter miso dressing. I'm here for it. Chapter 6 takes us into fungi and aliens with mushrooms, onion and garlic. All three of these are at my heart so this could also be a chapter I could get into. You're proving from the start with that mushroom ravioli and tofu asparagus puree. Just dreamy. We were just talking about it. And mm. do you have any mushrooms in your fridge right now? What would you do with them with the recipe from this book? Ooh, I'd probably make the mushroom pad thai. Hey, all right. Oh, yeah. I love a pad thai. Me too. I love, I love Southeast Asian cuisine. Uh, I just love the way they use it spices and mm -hmm. aromatics and they make the dishes are so vibrant and you get sweetness you get saltiness you get heat there's all all the flavors are kind of like always in a plate um not always but um i just i love how the the ingredients play side by side with one another so i tried bringing that to life with this mushroom pad thai Mushroom pad thai and just I love mushrooms and then also pad thai, the creamy sauce, all of that coming together. So good. And you've got other great options in this chapter. Easy bean and mushroom casserole, crispy mushroom risotto, pulled mushroom tacos with avocado and tomato salsa, mushroom masala and crispy cardamom rice. And of course, that mushroom pad thai. Uh, and you've got extra crunchy onion rings, making the onion oh, yeah. the star in here. Uh, and uh, what about garlic? Someone just gets their CSA box. It's got a surplus of garlic in it. What's something they can bring to life from here? Eat the whole clove of garlic if you want to put it in eat, everything, yeah. right? <laughs> just eat it and everything. Um, I like there's a sticky, spicy ginger garlic noodle recipe. Nice. And this is I have this. My wife doesn't like it. Um, but whatever. <laughs> huh? I I like it because again it's playing with those flavors. It's sweet, the spicy, the creamy, yeah. the nutty, the, the the saltiness, and having just roasted you know or, or crispy garlic and ginger yeah. with those with, with noodles. And I made it so simple in the book for anyone to do because then you can add your other bits. So you can add your 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 steamed or roasted broccoli or your carrots or your crispy crunchy tofu on top. The ground beef, the ground beef tofu that I make. So making it simple and easy for people to uh, to enjoy. That's great. And chapter mm. seven, we're moving into non-dairy milk and yogurt. I love this chapter because it has more sweets than the other chapters. And I have a sweet tooth and you have a great way to use up that yogurt. That's maybe about to expire with a blackberry shortbread frozen yogurt. Mm. And we must mention the spongy banana and chocolate glazed donuts and fluffy scones. And of course the salted chocolate peanut butter and tahini brownies. That's the photo that got me in this book. They look out of this world so good. Uh, someone's got milk in their fridge. They want to use it up, Max. What should they make right away from here? Everything. 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 All the things. <laughs> All the things. I love I, those brownies. Those brownies are magic. They're, They're not dangerous. Magic. They're... I can't make them. I'm looking at them. I'm like, I can't have these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need, oh, I need to I make can't. them when I can take them to a function or something and give yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, after yeah. I have one. Yeah, makes I'll have two. And, and I've I've made this recipe and I've um I've reduced the the amount of recipe uh, ingredients. So I've halved it, so I can have a small batch for myself. Keep them Fantastic. in the freezer. Great. Yeah, you know. I don't want to be too too, too spoiled with uh, having brownies <laughs> at, at my disposal all the time. It's, um, it's and I love that it. that photo is something else. I think it's so good having so that. Good. Like, yeah, I actually want to. I want to blow that picture up and put it in a frame. I think it's absolutely it's, shouldn't. I I wonder if you know if you did that and make it in a big big picture frame. Anyone could anyone tell that it's uh, brownies and and chocolate oh and peanut gosh, butter I'm and tahini? Trying to find it now. Uh well, while you while you're trying to find it, yes, please. One th one thing, if you're if you're if you, with milk or yogurt, one recipe, uh, and I think it's the first recipe in this chapter is flatbreads, and I use up yogurt and I use up the the milk uh, to make these fragrant, fluffy flatbreads, and I did this recently at a at a cooking demonstration, and people loved it. Of and course, it's really. I think people have. I don't know how you are, Dustin, and and our listeners, but. I find 
playing with like cooking and, and doing anything with baking and dough can be quite a challenge or um, a bit daunting. And I, yeah. I, I absolutely, I say, look at straight in the eyes and go after it. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think dough can be um, understanding. So you can always like, if it's too wet, add a little bit more flour. Mm-hmm. If it gets too dry, add a little bit more liquid. Yeah. Splash hair, balance you it. know, sprinkle yep. and then you balance it out. So yep. give this, give this recipe a try, I think. Well, and I've, I've got this picture for oh, everyone watching. Oh. See if we can hold it. Ah, ha, ha, ha. so it's good. Like, those brownies. It's like, it's like the galaxy. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, those look delicious. Well, chapter eight is fruits, apple, banana, berries, and citrus. I think everyone can use this chapter. Who doesn't have that fruit bowl filled with good intentions that starts to get sadder and sadder as the week goes by? I'm obsessed with these lemon and poppy seed shortbread fingers with lemon glaze. And we're talking about your researching the book and people sharing their most commonly wasted foods. Uh, what was a fruit that people wasted the most? Bananas. Yeah. Bananas are like the number one wasted fruit i think a lot of the ingredients when i look back and look at the ingredients are often thrown away they're ingredients that are usually typically bunched up together so you have Mm -hmm. bananas that have you know you can have six or eight bananas in a bunch uh potatoes a bag of potatoes you have you know you can have anywhere from seven or eight to 20 potatoes in a bag mushrooms there's a you know a, a you know, a, a, a box of mushrooms or a punnet of blueberries and strawberries. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's this idea of like, oh my God, I got to get through all these. Yeah. Um, I think it's daunting for a lot of people or they haven't planned their recipes. Um, How to maximize far, that stretch. the ingredients, sure. Ma- hey, look at you, maximizing, hey, maximizing the ingredients. <laughs> you can't help it. It's just there. People are going to think I paid you to say this. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah you, I mean, you've already you've already said it. The the lemon fingers are one of my, and that's the that's the recipe that I I typically um, share with when I go on meetings or meet with people. I mean, come um, on, just lemon the, and poppy seed shortbread fingers with lemon glaze, and we're going to talk about bananas in the next chapter. But before I get to that chapter, let me just list some of these recipes from here. We got spiced mm-hmm. apple fritters, sticky mm-hmm. apple toffee pudding, chocolate orange peanut cheesecake, strawberry granita with lemon cream and passion fruit, and mango aquafaba meringues there we go with that aquafaba and talking about bananas that gets us into chapter nine which is leftovers and you mention in the uk over a million bananas go to waste every day and here you you're giving us a sort of blt with banana peels for the bacon now i've seen lots of people do lots of crazy things these days for that (laughs) vegan bacon but i flipped to this page and i was like what in the hell but i'm excited to try it tell us about it you're you're thinking I'm I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. So uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'll be thinking, I, oh, that's genius once I do it. So I'm I'm not too concerned. Yeah, I this is also a recipe that I've tried on social media and people went, You did what? <laughs> so again, I wanted <laughs> this is all every interview that I go on, um, this is often uh, a topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. People are throwing away the bananas, right? But what about the peels? Like they go brown, yeah. they go spotty. Like you can still use the 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 inside of the banana, even if it's like brown and spotty, like it's been bruised a bit. Put it in the freezer, yeah. blend it up into a smoothie, put it into a cake. Yeah. You can still use it. But what happens to the peels? And I started yeah. thinking, I'm gonna put this in the book because I want people to start thinking about how everything that we don't use, mm-hmm. the, the garlic peels, the onions peels. Yeah, the the tops of certain of other ingredients. What can we do with this? How can we utilize these ingredients that we bring into our own home? And so that's why I put the banana, the BLT uh, in there. Now, bananas, banana peels are eaten and consumed in countries around the world. People, people still people eat the banana peels. Um, I would advise you to choose organic banana peels, sure, uh, because bananas are heavily sprayed with. Uh, yes. pesticides and chemicals so uh do your do your due diligence and your research mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yeah just to get people thinking about oh i can do something with yeah. everything i bring into my kitchen it just takes a little bit of, it takes a moment to think about oh i can do this and that brings me back to that this morning waking up at 2 30 thinking 
what can I do with the leftover thing I have in the fridge to make this yeah. dish? So, <laughs> well, it's interesting you say inspiring people to see what they can do with you know those bits that we essentially think of throwing away. Um, not even just you know a tomato that's going bad, but a banana peel. I saw that and I, I had just gotten a new dehydrator. I was like, I'm gonna try and make some banana peel jerky. It wasn't awesome. It wasn't terrible, but it was a first time go around. So I think there's some some life to that potentially. But I gotta try the BLT bacon too here. Um, the BLT banana bacon. Well, we've got coffee ground pa- pancakes in here, and uh, I'm delighted at the use of lemon and limes to make citrus cubes. Um, what a great little pop in a seltzer water, I would imagine there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you also have coffee ice cu- ice cubes in the next chapter. I love a fun ice cube. What can I say? And then that takes us to our final recipe chapter in this book. 14 quick and quick recipe hacks with roasted chickpeas, chickpea mayo, veg scraps, uh, veg scraps stock, peanut sauce, the DGS, delicious green sauce, uh, using any combination of soft green herbs or bag salad. And there's even a quick garlic chili oil listeners are you into it and i feel when creating this chapter these recipes likely come from items you've turned to frequently so is there one from uh this chapter one of these quick recipe hacks that you use most in your own home yes um i wish i i wish i had it right here and i'd show you um the one the one that i recently and i talk about it and maybe you've seen it on my social media because i've I've been posting it and resharing it Mm -hmm. crazy you know, multiple times throughout the week, um, my green cubes. Now, leafy greens are an ingredient that is often thrown away. You get down to a half bag of leafy greens or herbs and you're thinking, I got to throw this away. If you weren't, see, you're drinking a green smoothie. If you weren't going to finish that green smoothie, you could put it into an ice, ice cube tray, freeze it, and then put it back into a smoothie. Yeah. Or... If, if, it, if, if, you know, if it was appropriate, you can add other ingredients to it, like garlic That's and great. ginger and onions, freeze it again. And that could be like a stock cube for another dish later on it yeah. could be used for soup, stir fries, um, that sort of thing, curries. So, um, the green cube recipe really easy. I get down to a half bag of leafy greens and I know that I'm not going to be home for the next couple mm-hmm. of meals. I know that I'm out and about, b- put it in a food processor or a blender with a splash of water, blitz it pour it into an ice cube tray and freeze it. And then I go back to it and I can use that, that cube for smoothies or again, stir fries or soups or curries. That's great. That's so oh, smart. Yeah. That's so good. Well, you money and food waste. what's that? I said saving time, money and food waste. I mean, saving that money, saving that money. If, if everyone can start to look at this as dollar signs, I know that's like such <laughs> a, a, a way, uh, you know, like how, how's this going to help me? But if that helps you, you know, uh, with less waste, everybody start looking at those dollar signs again. What would you do that with that $1,500? There's a lot I would do with it. Uh, you start to finish the book off with an expansive look on how to get the best out of your food with quick tips on how to store and how to prep to avoid waste. You do this by ingredient covering everything from potatoes and onions to greens, herbs, and fruits. You really cover it all in this, a very precise way. That's very helpful for people. These pages, it's it. They could be pulled out of this book and put up on people's refrigerators uh, as a, a go-to guide here. And then you close the book out with an occasion index, including categories for recipes, uh, categories like twenty minutes or less. Everybody loves mm. that. Everybody can get on board with twenty minutes or less. Fan favorites, brunch, dinner parties, recipes for sharing, summer picnics and barbecue coming up. Summer's coming up, y'all and sweets. So listeners, you go flip right to the back when you're having a gathering, or maybe you want to see all of the pastas in one place. Max made sure he put it all in one place for you. He's got you covered to get the most out of this book while you're making delicious dishes in an effort to create less waste. And that's that you can cook this. You can cook this, turn 30 most commonly wasted food into 135 delicious plant-based meals, a cookbook. Now, Max, what's your book brag about this book? Something you're most proud of when it comes to this book. Ooh, book brag. Ooh, uh, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to brag. This is your opportunity to brag, please. This is my opportunity to brag. Okay, uh. Or look at it as something you're most proud of. If if bragging no, I, is really yeah, yeah. too difficult, it's I, so hard. I have to I have to go with the photography for this for this cookbook. Sure, I think I'm really everyone that I've spoken to who's seen the book, who's flipped through the book, has seen have have looked at the pages, have said the photography is phenomenal. You've you did a great job. I'm like I didn't I didn't do it. Yeah. It was, 
that was Lizzie. Yeah. 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 I was on, I was on set, like putting the dishes together and I was like, get get closer to the food, get closer to the food. Yeah. My, my vision for this was when we sit down to eat, we're probably, you know, an arm's length, maybe less than an arm length to, to our plate of food. And so I, I thought when we're looking at this book, we're also going to be an arm's length away from looking at it, unless you're looking at the book, like right here in, in front of your face. I want the food to look as if it's right there on the plate or right there on the table for you. So I kept saying to Lizzie, the photographer, I said, get closer, get closer. She's like, we can do it in post. We can edit (laughs) later. I'm like, no, I want to see it now. I want to see it closer now. And so none of the recipes, none of the cook, none none of the recipe uh, photography or the pictures have props in the photos. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of cookbooks do that. And they have like a story to tell. And my story here is food. Just let the food do the talking. Great. Great. I love that. Hey, it's collaborative. So that is definitely a book brag. You were there for the photos. You were part of it. Uh, and it's a great book brag. I, I love the photos. I love the look of this book. Everything about it's so great. And we're going to move on to your rapid fire round of questions before we wrap things up here. You ready for this? Let's do it. All right. Number one, waffles or pancakes? Pancakes. Food on a skewer or a tiny spoon? Skewer. Uh, favorite pasta shape? Ooh, uh, tubular. There you go. Like rigatoni. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, hot sauce or barbecue sauce? Hot sauce. Favorite c- spice to cook with? Uh, garlic chili oil. There you go. Uh, favorite preparation of a potato? Favorite preparation of a potato? Oh, uh... Oh, man, favorite preparation for a potato? Uh, roasted, roasted potatoes. All right. And say you've got a free day, nothing to do. You and your wife have the whole day to spend together. What's what's your favorite way to do that? Um, doing nothing. Um, there you go. No, yeah. <laughs> um, I think my my favorite thing would always be to start off the day uh, quite wholesome, like. Drink some, drink a large glass of water, lemon water, meditate, go for a long walk. Like I just came back from having a long walk in um, a very like wooded area, like a long. um, Here in the UK, there's a lot of like national trust walks, like very popular walks for people to go on. And there's all these paths. So you always see walkers. And so um, everyone walks here. And so, yeah, to go on a really nice long walk. We had a lovely lunch at the top of the like the point. We uh we had we picked up some I had a vegan banh mi sandwich so I had that right. at the top of the top of the point of the walk, um and then I came back and had a English uh English tea with some oat milk so That's I'm great. living that I'm living that say. day right now this is oh, that day. lovely oh my gosh well <laughs> we need to wrap up so you can get back to it what's your most used emoji <laughs> oh uh it's I do two I do hearts okay. I do the red heart and a peace sign. There you so go. Peace, how, peace, peace, peace and love. love. Yeah. How wonderful. Uh, what's your must have tool in the kitchen? An, an, a, a, ooh. I don't want to say the most common, like the most probably predictable, like a kitchen knife, which I think is, you know, smart. Um, but a, <laughs> um, a microplane. You're like, that's practical. Sure. Microplane. Great. Okay. Uh, a server asks you how spicy you want your food scale from one to 10. What's your number? Oh, <laughs> uh i'm probably saying eight i'm all saying right. eight all yeah. right because i want right. i still want to I, I want heat but i would still want to enjoy the food so i'm not i got it uh, yep in yep. pain and, and then that that eight of subjective so we'll see how hot that really comes to the table there yeah uh cupcakes or donuts donuts favorite ingredient in regards to health benefits an ingredient you get the good good goods from Ooh, the good goods an ingredient. Oh, uh, sprouts. Ah. So like broccoli sprouts. Very good. Very good. And your yeah. last one. What's your favorite cookie ever? My favorite cookie ever. Chocolate chip cookies. Very good. Very good. You oh, did yeah. it to the max. To the I max. Did you did it. All hey. right. Well, please tell everyone if they're not already following you. I'm sure they are. But tell them where they can find you on the internet and on social media. My name, Max Lamana. L-A-M-A-N-N-A. 
Very easy. Very easy. And of course, everyone, you can go buy Max's first book, More Plants, Less Waste, and his current release, You Can Cook This, Turn the 30 Most Commonly Wasted Foods into 135 Delicious Plant-Based Meals Everywhere. Books are sold, and I highly recommend you do. Max, you're a busy fella, and I appreciate you taking the time to be here today to chat about your fabulous new book. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Dustin. Thanks for having me. I mean, just just so cool to learn something new, just recipes, but like be doing something for the environment. Well, yeah. And it's also, I mean, he uses everything. I mean, carrot top pesto. Yeah. Hello. I mean, so it's just nice to think outside of the box and how you can actually put all of the pieces to use. And and like what a just like nice guy, like approachable. There's there's a reason that we're 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 drawn to him. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like and people and are drawn to him. He's on that mission to reduce waste. And mm-hmm. it was great to finally get a chance to talk with Max and dig into his new book, which I will repeat is stunning in photography. It's so gorgeous to look at. Yeah. And before we go, we wanted to get back on here and definitely mention again, the discount for compost now. Yeah. Um, so you don't forget to take advantage of it. So uh, you can start composting if you would like in those uh, Southeastern areas, you can get 10% off your first three months with compost now. Yes, that's right. Get 10% off honeys using the discount code vegan roadie at checkout we put the link in the show notes so click on it and get to composting yes and don't waste this opportunity ah see what i did there oh we see what you did there yeah see, and yeah. hear what i did there yes well that's all for this week thanks for joining us and now get in the kitchen and keep on cooking and hey remember it's nice to be nice This has been a Muzzy Cat production.